Hello and welcome to The Chronicle, the official podcast of The Chronicles in Film. My name is Paul. I am the editor and your host for this third episode, so thank you for joining me once again. This episode is the first of few episodes with films from this year's Glasgow Film Festival, which is finished uh, recently on the 12th of March. Here on the Chronicle podcast, Chronicles in Film and the People's Movies, I will be sharing a number of reviews from the festival. So thank you again for joining me and thank you again for all the kind words about the podcast. It's really encouraging to know you're enjoying those episodes. My aim obviously is to get more regular uh, episodes released. Do remember also to comment once again after you listen to the new episode. The Chronicle has a few simple rules. I chat about film, television and streaming channels. Those films and shows might be new releases, others might be old ones. They can become in the shape of reviews, retrospectives, features, or just a simple rant. But there's no set running time either. And then, running time either. And in this podcast, episode three, we have three films from around the world. Kai Ishikawa's Johnny Shifting film, A Man from Japan. Then it's a French indie sci-fi drama, Tropic. Finishing off with the Spanish edge of the seat thriller, The Beast. They say never judge a book by its cover. It's a saying we can easily apply to people, like in Kai Ishikawa's slow-burning complex drama, A Man, as not everything as it seems. When people meet for the first time, whether it's for love or friendship, we always have a level of trust. And try not to judge anyone by faith value. Over time, we do grow to know these people better, and that trust could obviously change. In Ishikawa's film, a number of mysteries arise that will shake the fabric of everyone affected. There is a painting called Not To Be Reproduced, and it's created by the artist Rene Magritte in 1937, which is obviously shown in this film. It's a surreal artwork which shows a man with his back to the artist, who is also reflected in the mirror. And upon closer inspection, there is a book on the mantelpiece, and that's Edgar Allan Poe's The Narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym of Nanchuk. This is the only item in the in the painting that is shown correctly, as the man in the mirror can only see the back of his head. Well, one could say the painting showcases the truth. It actually implies that there could be multiple truths at play here, exploring themes of obsession, identity and awareness. A man, also known as Aru Otoku in Japanese, premiered at the Venice Film Festival last year. It adapted, it's adapted from the 2018 novel A Man, written by Kichiro Hirano. And the story begins in a small rural town where Ryo, Ri, who is played by Sakura Ando, runs a small family-owned stationery shop. She has a d- divorced single mother with a son named Yuto. And Daisuke, who's played by Masaka Kabuto, regularly visits the store for his art supplies. He is new to the area, he's very shy, and asks if he could be friends with Ri, to which she accepts. And over time, Ri and Daisuke get closer and eventually they do get married. And four years later, life is looking great for them as Ri has a second chance of happiness. Now, had a daughter named Hannah. However, tragedy once again strikes when Daisuke is is killed in an accident at work. And, a, and at her husband's funeral wake, Ri learns that Daisuke may not have been who he said he was. But who is he? 
to find out Reed decided to hire the services of Akira Kudo, who's played by Satoshi Tasumbuki, an empathetic lawyer who's, who leads the investigation. And hey man, it, it's a film of two distinct values. It starts off as a gentle love story, a romantic drama, but then shifts into something closer to a procedural crime thriller. As you learn more about Rhee's tragic past, you become happy for her and, and Daisuke. However, when the tragedy strikes Daisuke, who dies at work, you want you, you want Kido to get to the bottom of the truth and provide his, class, his client with some closure. The question does remain, can the love Rhee shared with Daisuke for four years overpower the deception that he's uncovered? As Kiddo moves one step closer to the truth, he suddenly finds himself two steps behind. Kiddo's story takes centre stage, with Free's story becoming more like a background noise. And while he hunts the truth for the truth, a parallel story unfolds about his own identity, which comes under question. Although Kiddo is born in Japan, he is also known as a Zainchi Korean descent, which highlights Japan's discrimination against the Zanchi community. When Rai appears in the latter stages of the films, the moments between them are tender and even, you could say, heartbreaking. Well, a man is a fundamentally a crime thriller. It's also about identity. Rai's story serves as the backbone of the film and issues, the, issues of the identity for the second, third or even fourth generation individuals it can resonate worldwide today. The film showcases Japan's intolerance, which could be argued uh, being on trial in, in this engaging, slow burn film. A man, I would give four stars. Sisterhood and Brotherhood can be bonds that are hard to break. And then Edward Salier's Tropic, the brotherly bond is vigorously tested as the brothers train to become astronauts. Science fiction doesn't always have to be about invading aliens, the unknown, or even technology. Sally's drama is very much a sci-fi story grounded in reality, with a big slice of body horror pie, not even David Cronenberg would dare to say no to. Jealousy, masculinity, and family are all themes explored in Entropy, or as it's known by its French title, Tropicou. It's set in 2041, and the film follows twin brothers Tristan and Lazaro, played by Luis Perez and Pablo Co uh, Cobo, who cannot be separated for love or money. They even attend the same elite space school, training to become first-generation astronauts. Both are doing really well, especially Tristan. If they succeed, they will become part of the European Space Programme that is involved in a mission deep into space and colonisation. There are only three spots available for the French students. Both brothers still live with their Spanish mother, Mayra, who is played by Marta Nieto, who is rightly proud of her boys. Tristan is miles ahead of his brother in achieving their goal, where Lazaro may be a tad jealous of his brother. He's still a role model to him. Tristan encourages his little brother in every way he can. In the opening, in the opening scene, both brothers are tested underwater, and Tristan lasts longer. He'll never leave Lazaro behind if he gets picked. Lazaro also has some trust issues, all thanks to when their father abandoned them. And when the brothers head 
to the nearby lake to practice an unidentified object, possibly a meteor, crash lands into the lake and it unleashes a green toxin residue. And this disfigures Tristan when he can't escape from the lake quick, quickly enough. Now he cannot do training or, or even be the, be the person he used to be. Keeping the science fiction elements to a minimum actually does work well for Tropic. It allows the focus to be on the brothers' relationship and the impact that the action has on both of their lives. Despite Lazaro's attempts to help his brother, the relationship does become uh, strained. Tristan finds solace with a group of disabled students, but his life is turned upside down and not even his girlfriend wants to be with him anymore. And he is becoming more accepting of his circumstances. Even as the brothers struggle to accept the situation, Lazaro feels unable to step out of his brother's shadow. And the mother, she is settling into the idea that her boys may have to stay on earth. She wants Lazaro, obviously, to continue with his life and leave Tristan to his care. The science fiction elements in this film play more of a background than in the forefront. Through, through television news reports, we get hints of what not always well for Mother Earth. Hence, the space, the space school needs young cadets for the mission, because that mission could be very long and possibly one way, and it requires strength, mentality and physicality. And the body horror element takes more of a front row's perspective. Thanks to Tristan's injuries and the mask it takes him into the Phantom of Opera Zone, and it journey steps into David Cronenberg territory. Tropic, Tropic is essentially a family, a family drama, but it serves as a study of humanity as much as it is about succeeding. It is a bittersweet story of, about grief, masculinity and brotherhood, a beautifully haunting story and complex drama, which has fantastic performances from the entire cast. I would give this film three and a half stars. The Ten Commandments teach us to thou shalt love thy neighbour as thyself. That's including humans, animals and all life. However, in Rodrigo Sorogoyen's The Beast, which is also known as Asbestos, that commandment goes out the window. The four walls that we live in within are meant to be our sanctuary, protecting us from the wilderness of the outside world. However, we cannot control those who become our neighbours. Life can be great. And we may get on really well with those new neighbours. But there are also some times when that peace evaporates into a living hell, all thanks to something big or even something trivial. Spare a thought or two for Antoine and Olga, who are played by Dennis Menesche and Marina Foas, who have set up home in north-west Spain. They live in a village in the Galicia region of the country. This is where they grow their own vegetables and sell them in the local village markets. Additionally, they do help to repair refurbish abandoned cottages in the local area. On paper, their life looks quiet and even idyllic. Anton and Olga have many friends in the local area, but they also have many who despise them, simply because they are French. We first meet Antoine, who sits quietly in a bar in his village, well, the local men joke about the French invasion during the Napoleonic War of 1808. One man particularly is leading resentment and hatred towards Antoine, Natic Zan, played by Louis Zahera. He calls him Frenchy. Well, to some, this might seem like friendly batter. It does suggest that something troubling is brewing. We soon learn that the epicentre of resentment 
all comes when the Norwegian developers approach the villagers to build a wind farm in the area. And this promises them financial rewards to everyone who agrees to the development. Antoine and Olga are the only two who reject the proposal. So when Xan and his younger, his younger brother eh, Lozreno, played by Diego Anido, the banter and the jokes the brothers play on the French neighbours gradually escalates. Tensions and tempers rise to a point of no return, suggesting that something unexpected could happen. The beast is a slow-burning psychological drama thriller that utilises the mind games resulting in pure hatred, xenophobia, societal discrimination and retribution. Antoine and Olga's are a middle-class status, and this adds another layer of tension to the story, becoming a tale of haves and have-nots and class tensions, fueling the brothers' anger even more. And Zan, he calls them hobbyists, as their move to Spain is simply a lifestyle change. And the brothers and other locals, their life is very difficult. They do work long, hard hours in harsh surroundings, yet still remain in, remain in poverty. And the money they would have got from the wind farms would have been an opportunity to step out of poverty. And it would get, obviously, their mother at their own home. The opening credit scene sets the tone for the film. As we watch two men grapple with wild horses, at the Rapa de Pestas, which in English means Taming of the Beasts. The festival is takes place in the Galicia region, and it's a festival that has been around for f- over 400 years. And Zan is determined to take down Antoine, so this scene suggests that, that violence and aggression is simmering just beneath the surface, and it slowly begins to emerge as the story unfolds. Ultimately, the results of the tragic events occur later in the film. Sorry, Goyen expose the differences between Antoine and Olga and how they handle the situation. They handle things completely differently and Antoine tries to face the situation face on. Sometimes this makes things worse, while Olga, she tries to defuse things. In a latter part of the piece, when the tone of the film becomes less oppressive, tensions do still exist. But Olga stamps her own retribution on the brothers, not physically, but making them feel guilty. And Olga is also joined by her daughter, Marie, who's played by Mary Colum, and the fear and melancholy does take over. If anyone knows Dennis Menashe, he's not a small man. Some of you might know him from the Inglorious Bastards, and his performance shows his vulnerability, his fear, but comes to his all, regardless of her stature, and despite his opposing size, he realises he's up against the brothers, uh, played by Zaira and Anido, who are brutally menacing and creepy, and who know the land inside out. And Marina Fawaz, she is also superb with her persuasive qualities, and she is also determined and fearless as Olga. The beast might drag on a little in the final third, however, the tension does reside throughout the film, and the film does take us to some dark, uncomfortable places that would easily fit into Sam Peckinpah's Straw Dogs, or even a Michael Haneke film. Although the the film runs just over the two-hour mark, do stick with it, as you will be rewarded with a gripping, unsettling thriller that reminds us monsters do exist, and for this film, I would give it four stars. 
That's it all over for another episode of The Chronicle. I do hope you enjoyed it. The piece is set for a UK cinema release from Curzon on the 24th of March. Tropic will also be released in the UK. No date has been set. That will be released from uh, Bluefinch Films. A man is yet to be given a UK release date. I'd like to thank the Glasgow Film Festival, Curzon and Bluefinch, as well as Match Factory for the opportunity to review their films. Remember to please comment and rate this episode because it does help the podcast get noticed by more people, as does sharing this episode with your friends and on social media. And most of all, as I said once again, it supports the podcast. You will find The Chronicle on Spotify, Radio Public, Podbean and Amazon or directly at the www.chroniclesinfilm.com. Do remember head over to the website and join up to the emailing list. That's when you'll find out more reviews, and when the next episode of The Chronicle will be released. You can also follow us on social media at Twitter at fullcapitalscif underscore fullcapitalsuk and over at at Facebook, we do share at the People's Movie Facebook page. You can also find me over at thepeoplesmovies.com and also on every Tuesday at 7pm on Scary Monsters and Super Geeks on videoradio.online. Thanks again for listening to The Chronicle. Until the next time, enjoy the movies.